So what were you asking, Brad? Well, uh, from which direction do we want to take this? Definitely sure. not that most artists are entitled little shits. Definitely okay. not. <laughs> not. Not that. <laughs> I want to I talk about crisis management. I want to talk about how there's people out there who were out in social media losing their shit. I think I think everybody's a little emotionally charged right now. <laughs> if you have been doing this for 15, 20 years and you were out there putting screenshots of the patrons that you were losing and crying, the sky is falling. Uh, you've got to take a hard look at what you did over the last week and and promise yourself you'll do better the next crisis that comes up because you ought to learn by now there's going to be another crisis. Easy for you to say, Brad. You're telling us this from your ivory tower as a millionaire cartoonist <laughs> who got established when the internet was just starting and there was no competition. Cut to the jam! Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you this for every and and I'm sorry for every one of you guys that was losing one dollar patrons. I was losing ten. I was losing them ten dollars at a time. All right. I had yeah, every you're, had your every biggest, right. your biggest category is ten dollars. <laughs> yes. And 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 by the way, this is why I'm really upset about this. We're, we should we we better keep this because this is this is the meat of what I want to talk about. While I was going out to my patrons pragmatically and saying, listen. This is what's going on. Nobody, uh, nobody's very happy about it, but it's an ongoing conversation. I want to open up the dialogue, blah, 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 and, 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 and modeling pragmatism to my backers. You guys were out there screaming that the sky was falling, yelling like your asses were on fire and your heads were catching. And you guys made me, and I will die on this hill, you guys made me lose patrons. Because I guarantee you, when I lose a, a $10 patron and, and I'm the only uh, account that he's backing or she's backing, uh, and, and that basically went from a $10 a month uh, pledge to a $10.64 pledge. There, it's a negligible difference. When I lose that patron, it isn't because they didn't that, that they decided they couldn't afford the 64 cents. It's because they took a look at what was going on on social media and they got turned by that panic. You guys cost me patrons. And for Christ's sake, the next time something happens, look back on the last five days of your social media. Look at the hysteria you contributed to and, and tell yourself you're going to do better. Because you fucked over a lot of us by going out there and shouting. There was a right way and a wrong way to do that. And 95%, if you do a Patreon hashtag on Twitter over the last five days, 95% of it was the wrong way to do it. Uh, okay. <laughs> we got to start over. <laughs> Look, we, we got it out. We got all our anger out. Oh. We got the emotions out. Emotions let's are just, out. Let's just reset with 10 minutes of jazz. <laughs> 10 minutes of soft jazz. All right. All right. First so of Patreon. all, wait, wait, hold on. Mm. Welcome to surviving creativity. <laughs> Let's start there. Okay. My name is Corey Cassoni. 
I'm Scott Kurtz from my ivory tower. And I'm Brad Geiger from a different ivory tower, evidently. Okay. Well, before anybody listening to this just immediately tunes out, <laughs> and because clearly we're all corporate apologists. Um, <laughs> God, if I hear that one more time this week. Is that that got mm. thrown at you? Oh, yeah, man. Holy yeah. shit. And all because I wouldn't speak out against the changes based on disinformation. So uh, here's you guys are clearly emotional about this. I'm a little less emotional about this because I've I feel like I've gone through all the stages of grief now. I was <laughs> I was angry at first because a lot of people were throwing around a lot of disinformation. Um and that's kind of where I want to come at this from uh is is from a uh a, and I've talked about it before on the show, but I really feel that artists have a social responsibility and I know that I'm alone in that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can, you can really hurt a lot of people. Yeah. But there's, okay. So we got to back up again. Let's, let's begin at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> First, let's start with how Patreon messed up because they did badly. This was a PR nightmare. I, yeah. <laughs> it, it was, whoa, man, they've had some whoa. rough rollouts of stuff before. <laughs> Yeah, we'll just go down the timeline here. So they they open with this on like December. I think it was December sixth. Yeah, they had there was about ten days until the change took place, which makes me like you, Brad. Say you got to be more clear with why you're doing it. Right. So when I first saw the post, my very first thought was there's some sort of regulatory body <laughs> making them make this change before the end of 2018. Mm. That was my first thought. Yeah, that's that's you. You mentioned that in a text, and I thought that was really in, that's something I hadn't heard any place else. Well, and I'll go into why I didn't say that publicly in a little bit. Well, yeah, because you didn't know for sure, and you would have been at, you would have been like ninety percent of these assholes just muddying the fucking water, making it hard to actually discuss the issue. Correct. I wanted to wait until because there's no way you put you don't put this if you're oh god, I'm so mad at Patreon. <laughs> you don't put this out into the world and not get a fucking boatload of pushback which they did so then what was it about two days later well maybe it wasn't that long well maybe it was i don't know they don't date any of this stuff i guess i could go look well at are their... you gonna are you gonna say when they came out with the second blog post that was explanatory yeah was that it was here's the problem it was later that same day oh was it okay but everybody was so busy uh uh shouting to the moon about this that nobody saw the update and the update was very poorly published so it wasn't until I was doing the second day story on this for webcomics.com that I went back and even saw that they had published an update so, later in the day. Yeah, because it says 3.57 p.m. PST. So they clearly put it up on the same day as the original post. So now they get into a little bit of explanatory, which is why we're doing this. And I, I believe this post was written by... Ah, they don't even put his name here. Come on. <laughs> Guys, this is PR 101. We need to know who we're listening yeah. to because if not, everyone's going to blame Jack because he's voice he's is important. The only figurehead. So it was John F. Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Creator of Patreon. Because that was like an appendix post and wasn't a part of the original post. Yeah. I don't feel that anybody went back and read it, nor took the time to understand it. So if you wouldn't mind, I'd like to just nutshell this and we'll cut to the chase. Patreon's current payment structure causes problems and they get thousands of support tickets from angry patrons every month. Some patrons make a uh, pledge and then cancel that pledge before being charged at the end of the month, what I called ghost pledges, right? Right. 
And so they come up with the charge up front feature, which seemed like a really good idea. I never switched to it. And I made my reasons very clear at the time. Patreon's charge up front feature was instituted to address these ghost pledges, but it caused their own problems because now if you got somebody pledging to you at the end of the month, say on the 28th of the month, they get charged up front and then they get charged again on the first of the following month. They are justifiably upset because they feel they got double billed. Now they've got another problem, so, right? Okay, so first, so wait, what wait, they first, want? First, okay, go ahead. Slow down, slow down. So let's start okay. with let's start with problem number one, <laughs> and they do have to fix this. They really, really do. Every Absolutely. other subscription service, every other subscription service on the planet works on an anniversary based model. Mm-hmm. You, your subscription reups when you made the sub, mm-hmm. and if it doesn't work that way then it works on a prorated anniversary model, which means you're prorated for the month until the first or whenever the card charges, and then you're charged the full amount. Those are your two options if you're doing some kind of charge up front, right? Clearly, Patreon's not built for that because when they introduced the the pay up front model, it was funky, which is why a lot of us didn't switch to it. Like you said, what they're trying to deal with here, yes, the what you call ghost subscribers where they they sub take their stuff and then leave before the end of the month. Mm-hmm. I, I call that fraud. <laughs> so in my, notes, in my notes, I list this deals with two problems, fraud and bots. Mm-hmm. Because if you're a, if you're a very big creator and I'm Brad, I'm, you're probably large enough now in terms of just pure number of patrons that you probably deal with these two things on the regular. Oh yeah. Yeah. You've got bots who are subbing and scraping content, putting it elsewhere. And then you've got fraud who are people that are subbing right at the end of every month getting all your free shit, and then bailing right before the beginning of every month. By going to an anniversary-based subscription model or a pay-up-front model, you avoid a lot of that. Yes, absolutely. Now, you're still going to get chargebacks. You're still going to get bounce cards, that kind of stuff. But you're going to avoid those two. So that's problem number one they're trying to solve. Uh, Talk to us about problem number two, Brad, because I derailed you while you were talking about the problems here. Well, okay. So now they've got the charge up front and the solution, they want everybody to go charge up front. And that's going to be a problem because now they cannot aggregate that payment. And that was one of the strengths of Patreon is that you were able to budget a certain amount of money and uh, make one payment at the end of the month that went to a number of different supporters. And obviously, by breaking up that uh, service fee, now you're paying a service fee for each different person that you're backing, which uh, somebody pointed out, if you're backing one person at $20, you're paying less than if you're backing 20 people at $1. Initially, I was very concerned and a little irked at Patreon. And throughout the course of the week, that changed And I became angry at us as a community because we're a community Mm -hmm. online and we're all in the same kind of new media tech field or art field or whatever. So like we need to talk about this service and we need to let them, we need to let our voices be heard to them, but we do not need to post articles that are flagrant bullshit that say things like this is a cash grab. Here's my funky math to prove it. Yeah, I read like five articles where people are like, this is how they're using this model to bankroll themselves. Mm-hmm. It's like, n- no. Well, and the math doesn't that. add up. The, the math on that, no. every time it, I saw a cash grab, I, I cringed because the math yeah. just doesn't add up. Made me very upset for a couple of reasons. It, it's not hard to look at Patreon and figure out where their money comes from because they're very clear with it. There's a lot of information you could go to their site you could look at their their policies and you see where they take their money and 
skimming off of credit card processing fees is I think super illegal. Yeah. There's, there's a body called FinCEN that they're a government agency whose whole job it is to bust people for doing stuff like that. So they're not going to make that change and get them in trouble. Right. They're just not going to do it. That it, and, and starting to get mad again. So it's, (laughs) it's so irresponsible of people to Jimmy rig math Mm -hmm. to make it look like Patreon is taking a ton of money because I could do the same thing with math and make it look like they're not. I could do the same thing with math and make it look like they're losing a ton of money, which let's be honest. They probably are. If the people that said that this was, you know, a, a funny money cash grab or whatever, come on guys. Again, you're being irresponsible. Was the change good? No. Should you say the change was bad? Yes. yes. It clearly it affected you. You should let Patreon know. And not only that, but again, if you're going to if you are going to promote that storyline, if you're going to promote that narrative, uh, and and I said this on day 1 at webcomics.com, I said to my members, be careful what you say in social media because this is going to be solved. This is going to come to a conclusion and probably within a week. And when that happens, you got to go back and get those patrons back. And how are you going to do that after you've been MFing them on social media? Right. That's the whole double problem here, right? You just told all of your patrons that these guys are evil. Yeah. Now, how are you going to get them back, asshole? (laughs) (laughs) You're not an asshole. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) You're you're acting in an assholery way, but you're not an asshole. Hey, 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 hey. So we can't make an assumption that this was a cash grab, okay? And we have to start taking people at face value. I don't know that Patreon realized that aggregation was so important to so many of its users, to its user base. I don't, I don't think they realized <laughs> that that was- I think was, you're right. I think they do now, but I think you're right. I, I don't think they were eval- sure. evaluating that uh, at the appropriate level. My, my gut tells me after that first post, when they did their second post, they thought like many of their rollouts, this was going to be a, we push out what we're going to do. Everybody freaks. We explain mm-hmm. it. Everybody calms down. So in their explanation of it, they never bring up that ag- that de-aggregating right. is a big deal. Which, well, but I, so I am skeptical how widespread bad de-aggregating was actually going to be <laughs> for the majority of people I'm, who use Patreon. Also skeptical about this. I'm skeptical because the 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 explanations I was getting from people insisting that I'm a callous shit for oh. not understanding how their lives are irrevocably mm. changed due to this. Change that has not been rolled out yet. It doesn't add up to me because what I'm being told is that by not charging on the aggregate these creators who who rely on these $1 donators are now being deprived of a livelihood and that sentence doesn't i can't it doesn't compute in my head because if you have $1 backers and you're making a livelihood from $1 backers then a, even if you live in Oklahoma and you share an efficiency with three other artists and you all eat ramen out of a bong, <laughs> that means you have to have minimum 900 backers at a buck. Mm-hmm. 
to make a living. These people are saying that their livelihood is gone. They're not making rent now because they're losing a percentage of $1 backers. And it's like, I think you guys might have more backers than I have. And you're yelling at me for being some kind of established artist up in the clouds with all my backers. Not only that, but if you would have done the math, because <laughs> I did, and applied the new payment system to what you were getting, you might have found that like me, I was down $300 from the month before. Not all of that uh, was a result of the announcement. Some of that was just normal churn, but I was down $300. If I would have stopped the month there and applied a payout, right, as if it was the 31st of the uh, month, I would have gone up $400 to $800 over what I had made in the previous month. After losing $300, the new system of payout would have had me above last month between $400 and $800. And that's based on your previous month's yeah. fees for credit card processing. Well, yeah, I, I took a look at what I actually made uh, from my uh, Patreon last month. Then I took my to my gross for next month that was down $300 and applied the 95% rule to that. I made $400 to $800 more after losing $300 worth of pledges. I think that, and I have not spent the brain power you guys have and I haven't spent the time crunching numbers and looking at numbers and, and examining data that you two have. That's why I've kind of been letting you guys talk and not really saying anything because it's not anything I can contribute to. Because like I said, I haven't really crunched any numbers. But I think that just looking at it from a common sense perspective, one of the phenomenon that uh, accompanies Patreon, and, and you see this with a lot of crowdfunding, you see it with Kickstarter too. I know I experience it personally as a backer, because so I don't just create content, I also consume it. A lot of people will pledge money to a Patreon and then forget they're pledging money to a Patreon. Mm -hmm. I really need to think about how much money I'm giving to Patreon. I kind of forgot. I'm backing a lot of people and maybe I need to review this. That actually so, that actually happens every month. Like if you, again, yes. go to Graftreon, look at the whole of Patreon and look at the 30th and the 1st so, of every so month and there's a huge dip. Anytime, anytime the, the populace of Patreon backers is reminded that Patreon exists, there is going to be a fluctuation period. And the only way for it to fluctuate is down because <laughs> no one's going to, no right. one's going to remember that they're not backing someone. And, and even <laughs> if they are, that number is going to pale in comparison to the people that have been backing people and forgot about. Mm -hmm. As I look back over how I personally managed this, uh, uh, this quote unquote crisis, that is one takeaway that I absolutely uh, learn from. And that is when, when something like this happens, mention it once, reach out to your backers, model pragmatism, keep yourself open for questions, and then drop it. And I'll tell you why I say that, because that's what I did on the, on the first day. I, I made a post and I said, okay, here's what's going on, blah, blah, blah. A couple days later, I was getting edgy. I, I, I was seeing patrons drop off and I was getting uh, a little, little nervous. So I texted Alex Heberling, my colorist uh, for uh, After Dark, and I kind of said, if you could get the page you're working on done a little early, I I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a talk with my backers. 
you know, like a, like a, like a coach would have. I, I know if I put it on After Dark, everybody will read it. And I, I went in there and I, I made a, a passionate speech uh, and said, you know, this is what's going on. I'm still still keeping on in touch with you. By golly, it's going to be okay. We're going to get through this. Win one for the Gipper. And I hit send. And 20 minutes later, I lost three patrons right in a row. Boom, boom, boom. Because <laughs> all I did was remind them about it. <laughs> so I'm going to yeah, say I it mean, once but that's, and that's then just shut the up. <laughs> That is, I mean, Scott's hit it. That's the, that's the nature of these subscription models. That's the nature of these subscription models. And and you have to, you can't. Okay. One of the things that has been really a real struggle for me, I've been doing conventions for a long time and, and depending on the time of year it is, I sour on conventions. And I've had this discussion with Corey, like it seems like a lot of work to do all this, to go to a convention, to only make an amount of money that we might be able to make easier if we do something digitally or make a new product. And one of the things that Corey explained to me early on was I had to stop looking at conventions on a convention by convention basis and start looking at it as on the year. Yeah. Because there are some conventions where you won't make money, but that's okay because there's another conventions where you'll make a lot of money. And that's a that's a specific problem to us. But he said to me, stop looking at each convention individually like, well, we spent this, but we didn't make as much as we spent. So this convention is a failure. You have to look at the year and say, this is what we spent in the year. This is what we made in the year. And so conventions are a success for us. And it also means that we lost money at a couple conventions, but we got to be in the Midwest and we got to be on the East Coast. So you have to start thinking differently when you're working on a platform that's all about scale. You can't take one point of data and fucking extrapolate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point, Scott. And nobody, nobody stopped to say, oh, well, I'm losing backers right now. What does this mean for my year? Now I'm getting old grumpy man ranty again. Well, but they, they also never did what Brad did is they went, they never went, what does this mean for my month? Right. Yeah. Right. I, or a lot of people never took time to say, what does this mean for my month? They saw people going, well, I don't want to pay all these people $1 anymore. I need to rethink this. And they went, well, it's class warfare. It's Patreon hurting their small creators. Oh. And if you were someone who said, guys, calm down let's crunch some numbers before we start lighting torches and grabbing pitchforks. Then you got branded a corporate apologist and you got separated into the them in us versus them, which is. So let's, let's go here. Let's go here. Class warfare. Patreon had it out for $1 backers. And then uh, one of the all-star dick moves of irresponsible social media that uh, a bunch of creators were guilty of was they took, uh, it was a tweet uh, and, and it reads like this from Patreon. We'd rather have our GMV be made up of fewer, but truly life changing creators rather than a lot of creators making a few dollars. This tells me all I need to know about how they actually care about creators. And it links to a, a piece uh, from six months ago, in which they quoted Tal Raviv. He's a Patreon executive leading growth and platform teams at Patreon. And he's talking about growth metrics as a growth team leader on a website, by the way, that is devoted 100% to talking about 
website growth metrics. And he's going inside baseball that it's important to have uh, a high number, high dollar value creators because that brings more creators in. As Patreon was, uh, as we were going through this past week, and we started hearing about Ko-Fi and Drip and uh, uh, Maker Support and so on and so forth. And we and each time somebody put a link, if you're like me, you went to check it out. And the first thing you did was ch- take a look at who was making big money on these sites. And there was one of them that on their front page, the showcase uh, accounts, not a damn one of them was making more than $50 a month. And you know what I did? I clicked away because of course I did. And so did you. And that's exactly what Tal was talking about. That's what he was talking about on a website that was devoted to talking inside baseball on growth. And those of you who picked up that and retweeted it as some kind of an indication of cor- uh, of the central corporate stance of Patreon, it was it was a bad thing to do. It was a bad call, Ripley. <laughs> You, you 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 should be ashamed of yourself. Please do better next time. We gotta again. We gotta unpackage this a little bit because there's a lot. <laughs> if, if you're not if you're not in this universe, there's a lot to break down. So an NSM or a North Star metric, it's it's kind of a new concept. This is from the Valley of the Silicons, and it's a new way that people are trying to measure their growth. And then you've got to figure out how do we how do we leverage this across an area. So when he says GMV. He's talking about uh, a gross merchandise volume again. Oh, by the way, I, I was just going to say all those people that retweeted that. How many of them knew what GMV even stood for? Well, or even I'm read gonna the say, article. I'm going to I'm going to say zero. Yeah. So it, here's the thing. That was not an easy article to read. These two these two guys are way down the rabbit hole. And Patreon does have a North Star metric, and their their North Star metric is based on what they call financially successful creators or FSC. So, and that's an internal term for Patreon. So we've got what, what Tav was talking about initially was, you know, what is, what is a good North star metric for the growth team specifically Mm -hmm. to look at? And he said, and he said in this interview, we've got to figure out what is this financially successful creator? What is our internal metric? What is our threshold for whom our platform is life-changing? A lot of people took that uh, poorly. And I, and I can't, I still am having trouble wrapping my head around why. Remember, Tal is in the growth department. So he's not saying, how do we make creators who are not FSC into FSC? He's saying, how do we get more people for whom our platform would, would mean that they are financially successful? But mm-hmm. it's important to note that, that if that terminology exists internally, then his team might be focused on growth as an external growth and bringing people in and onboarding, but there's probably a team somewhere in Patreon who's trying to say, okay, now we've onboarded creators. How do we turn them into FSC? Absolutely. I don't understand why a service that you're using, why you wouldn't want them to be thinking about how to (laughs) get more financial stability and how to make financial stability for your creators. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand why you wouldn't want somebody to be trying to figure out how to make this shit life-changing for you. And I got news for you. That's exactly how you want a person in charge of growth for your web company to talk. That's exactly that's exactly what you, what you want to hear out of that person. The, the problem is people that are only making a few dollars took this as a slight. 
and said, you know, well, what about me? Yeah, they said, what about me? Well, if I don't, if I don't make 50 bucks this month, then I can't, uh, I can't make rent and Patreon doesn't even care. Yeah. Corey. Well, and, and listen, it, it back, I, just backing up from what, and, and now nah, that, I, uh, no, here, I, w- I would postulate, no, I'll answer this. Okay. Go I ahead. believe, I believe Patreon does care. I believe the growth team does not because it's not their <laughs> exactly. job. And you don't there want them to people. There are 80 people who work at this company and they're still hiring. Yeah. And the head of the growth team does not give two shits about you and your $50. There is another team whose job it is to figure out and institute changes to the platform that will help you go from a non FSC mm-hmm. to an FSC. And the proof of that pudding is in the fact that even while all of this shit was going down, they announced a whole bunch of changes to the platform that are infrastructure tools for you to run your business. Yeah. And you know who else cares? Pfizer, because they make the Tums that Jack Conti is popping like candy. (laughs) (laughs) Because here's the thing, while the growth team doesn't care, I guarantee you that Jack Conti is in a fetal position in the corner of the bedroom and Natalie is having to coax him out for soup because he read every single one of those tweets Every single one of those tweets, I just barely knowing Jack like I do, I know that he is internalizing every goddamn one of them. Yeah, of course he is. He's a, he's a living, breathing person. He answered a good number of tweets that were shot at the Patreon support account. He was sitting in there. There's 1,500 replies yeah. to the tweet saying, hey, we messed up. We're, we're not going to make this rollout. And he and Patreon and Patreon support are all in there answering questions. Yep. So, you know, he and a team of support people are sitting around figuring this out. Yep. Yeah. And, and to, to say, again, I'm going to go back to the social responsibility thing that I only barely scratched on to go out and publicly say that these people are evil is very different than going out and publicly saying these changes are bad. Yeah. You know what, Corey? You summed it all up right yeah. there. Yeah, there's that's the nut graph bad, right there. Bad versus evil, and and bad decisions versus evil people, and 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 along that line. Before we get too far afield, uh, I want to apologize. I said if you retweeted that, you're an asshole. You're not an asshole. You made you made an assholeish decision. And and Scott Scott, I get wound up when we talk about this. You please help me stay calm. <laughs> what I meant to say was. Please make a better choice in the future. <laughs> I, while I genuinely feel for the person who really went through a tough spot this month and might continue for a few four mo- more months because there's no guarantee they're going to win back um, any of the patrons they lost because of this change. And because of their behavior on social media. Well, all of it. I'm not going to, we're not, we're not going to gloss over that. There's two things that happened because of the change no, and because of the way I, they talk to their backers on social media. Now you can, f- I, I agree. Although I'm sure there's someone who didn't lose their shit and still now is not going to be able to do the things they hope they would this month and are, are at a tight spot. I get it. And I sympathize. I really do. Um, I've been through it. I can't tell you how many sea changes I've been through where we we were we were trying to make this thing work for me 
While Angie was working a day job and something changed, believe me, I was there for the dot-com boom and crash mm-hmm. and, and the aftermath. And, and, and it, it wasn't even a fifth of as stable as shit is now, even with technology changing as much as it is. It just every week there was a new problem and we weren't going to make rent. So I sympathize. I've been there. But at the same time, I also sympathize with a man who was a musician and thought (laughs) these people have stadiums of fans and they're not making enough money to make a living. I can, I can fix this and had a noble idea and decided to, at some point, you know, someone sat down with Jack and said, if you decide you're going to do this, you decide you're going to try to make a platform for people to earn money. Your life is a, guy making music is over because this is your whole thing now. And, (laughs) you know, if you think that Jack, because he got some VC money in his pocket, uh, doesn't wish pretty much every day that he was just that dumbass making music with Natalie again, Mm -hmm. you're crazy. And I just, I just, it's, it's, it's one thing to, to say, hold on guys, let's rethink this. Uh, my numbers are showing that this is going to hurt me maybe. And, and just taking Jack Conti and, and twisting his intentions and trying to paint him as some kind of out of touch monster who wants to fuck over the little creators to improve his bottom line uh, is, is beyond irresponsible and cruel and also eating our own kind Uh because Jack is one of us. The thing that's infuriated me the most is I saw I saw Mikey Newman say, oh, they're changing their policies back. And someone said um, to them, well, is this going to fix everything? And another artist goes, no, the damage is done. And I wanted Jesus to say, Christ. fuck you. Like <laughs> what the, the irony of that is they are trying to do something to help. The first thing they did is they put up um, a form for creators to say uh, to give them some feedback, like, how can we help you get your patrons back? And then they took that feedback and then they blasted. Um, yeah, they made someone said, well, how about a button that says, uh, I'd like to undo all the unsubscribes. And they went, okay, here's the button. Send it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they did. I mean, really, they they crushed themselves over this week to to try to undo the damage that was done. And I, I'll tell you from our Patreons, like we picked subscribers back up. People came back because they went, oh, okay, cool. Like oh, it's not changing right now. That's uh, good. I'm I'm back. The fees yeah. have been undone. The important thing that you need to realize about Patreon is Patreon uh, has never been, and at least right now, doesn't look to be a place to build your audience. No, they've never claimed that you, that this is where you're gonna get a bunch of people. Their search algorithms aren't built around that. You know, Kickstarter uh, as a comparative, they make money by People put a thing up and they have algorithms that go through and go, well, that one's going to be successful. Let's blast it. Let's market the hell out of it because we're going to make money when that thing makes money, right? So they're going in a much different direction in terms of growth and and making money than Patreon is. Patreon is not putting people up and then advertising the shit out of those people. They're trying to improve a platform whereby people that have audiences built or that are growing new audiences can come to their platform 
and collect money from their users. Yes, but what you're talking there about is discoverability. And you're right. Kickstarter uh, crushes it when it comes to discoverability. Patreon, we've we've known for a long time, you got to bring your audience to Patreon. But I will say this, Patreon has gotten better over the past couple of years, particularly. Uh, Discovery is something that they are clearly uh, concentrating on. And if you've decided, that's it, I'm leaving Patreon, I'm going to replace it with uh, there's some of these DIY models that I've seen out there. The problem with that is, I just have a word of caution for you, uh, that has zero discoverability. And where Patreon's discovery might not be great, it is getting better. And I think it's going to get better over time. If, if you're not factoring discovery into whatever new thing you're switching to or whatever thing you add, I don't think you understand crowdfunding very well because it's no. a key part of it. Everybody that is serious about this, that for them, they want it to be a vocation rather than avocation. You have to diversify where your income is coming from. And I, you said that a couple times online and I did too and caught a ton of flack for it. Yeah. But here, here's the thing at the end of the day, as much as I love Patreon, they also collected VC money. Mm-hmm. They're using that money currently to pay their staff. Mm-hmm. When that money runs out, mm-hmm. they either have to be sufficient, self-sufficient, which they're getting close, but they ain't there yet, not at 5%. So they're either going to have to be self-sufficient, they're going to have to sell to -hmm. somebody bigger, or they're going to have to seek more VC. Right. Those are their three options, okay? And this is is the sober statement for all of you as as creators out there. And this is not just Patreon. Literally every company is going to have to do this. So by all means, do everything you can to convince your users that they're shit. <laughs> well, and that's what it comes down to, right? This The lesson you should take away from this is you need to find multiple places to put this or you need to be ready to pack up your community and move them. Uh, Amanda Palmer wrote a post about this where she said, you, my community, there's 11,000 of you. And if this company fucks us, We'll move. Right. If you tell me to move, we'll move. We'll go somewhere else. I asked Robert Koo this question one time, and what he said has been a North Star for me. Mm. And I asked him, like, aren't you ever afraid of whatever, X, Y, Z at the time? And he said, no, we do. We do a lot. We care a lot about our readers and our community, and they will find us. They'll find a way to find us. Yeah. You know, you need to get out there. And, and as soon as I said diversify, I got a whole bunch of people up in my shit about <laughs> it's easy for you to say you do this for a living. I don't have options and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And some people did say I have diversified. Now, this is one of many small buckets. And unfortunately, I'm in a situation where every bucket matters. Yeah. And this is my biggest bucket. And oh, shit. And it's like, great. Then you're already set up. If that bucket tips over, put the other two buckets underneath it. Because if people on Patreon are your fans, and we assume they are, they're your base. That's an important way of looking at this. They're going to go to where the next one is. So by all means, by all means, set up a Ko-Fi. Set up a Stripe. Stripe offers subscription now. Mm Kickstarter is about to launch Drip. That's another way. PayPal, you can still do tip jars and that kind of stuff. You should have all of these things ready even if you're not using them yeah figure out where your audience wants to help and support them supporting you 
If Patreon seems to be your your spot, go there and do it. Which brings me to my yeah. final point on my rant. Uh, this change is coming. Oh yeah. They're yeah, not we're not staying the same for long. No, they're not rolling this back and then oh, we're never going to make this change. They're making the change for specific reasons that we don't know. Be it mm-hmm. tickets, be it cost, be it an agency, be it whatever. They are not going to not make this change. They're just not doing it right now. And when they do make the change, my guess is that creators will not fare as well at the end as they would have as a result of this change. Well, we don't know. Nah, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you. Because I, I, I know which way it's going to Well, I know which way I think it's going to go, which leads <laughs> me to my next rant. Right. And that is this. Would this have blown over? Now, if you look, go back and look at Graftrion, and you look at just last month, the first thing you see is that they dip at the beginning of every month. That, that's a recognizable pattern. Every month on the first, everybody reevaluates their fees and they lose upwards of, uh, and I'm not even kidding, 150,000 people a month bail. Yeah. Yeah. Those people aren't gone forever. They come back. What they're doing is like, for, in my case, they're saying, well, $10 a month, I, not so much, but maybe $5 a month. And the way I can do that is I pledge in, in April, I stay for April, but then I'm gone in May and I'm back in June. I get people coming in and out like a revolving door. And by the way, that's perfectly fine. The only thing I ask is that if you uh, sign up for a pledge in the middle of the month, you stay to the end of the month. After that, our deal is over and you can leave and you can come back and you can leave again. But uh, if you look at that Graftrion chart, you'll see a couple of interesting things. Number one, you'll see a big sell-off on December 6th when they made the announcement and a bunch of people canceled their pledges. It took a big, big dip down. And that continued on Friday and a little bit Saturday and Sunday. The interesting thing is after Sunday, As of Monday, it flattened out. And Tuesday, it flattened out. And Wednesday, it upticked. So it started me thinking. Started coming back. Is this going to blow over? So I did a little, and it was unscientific, just just to satisfy curiosity. I put a poll out. I've been with Patreon long enough to remember there was a massive security breach in Patreon in September of 2015. And I remember losing a metric shit ton of patrons as a result. We were losing patrons. People were panicking. There was a lot, uh, not quite this degree of hyperbole on social media, but it was bad. And uh, we thought it was the end. And what I wanted to know was, in terms of negative Patreon stories, do people even remember that? We, We have a notoriously short attention span on the web. And what I wanted to prove to myself is if that blew over, then maybe this blows over too. So what was the, what was the question on your poll? Uh, number one, I want to know how long you've known about Patreon. And 91% of my respondents said a long time to a couple of years. 8% said a little while now. Only 1% said just recently. Uh, the next question was, what is the most negative Patreon-related incident before the service fees decision? 50% of them said, I can't remember anything uh, negative in, in regards to Patreon before this. Okay. 22, 22% of them said it was a very specific thing. You know, I pledged to Johnny's account and he's a big dickhead. Or, you know, I got charged and I didn't mean to get charged and they wouldn't let me take it back. Well, frankly, uh, it, was, it was the kind of support ticket things that Patreon yes, has to deal that's, with. That's what I was saying. So 22% was your support 22% ticket. was was other. 
Uh, 12%, this this actually made me feel good as an adult creator, 12% said when Patreon changed their adult policy, it actually made me feel good and bad. It made me feel good that 12% of the respondents cared. Made me feel bad because I don't think they understood <laughs> what, what actually happened. Was. All Patreon yeah. said was, hey, uh, we, we, uh, Jack, again, Jack Conti being a guy that I will personally, uh, this is just me, I'll follow that guy into the gates of hell after he did what I'm going to tell you next. He sent out a letter to adult creators, an email saying, hey, we are not going to drop you. We are behind you 100%. And it scored a lot of points with me. But all, all the Patreon policy was is that, hey, uh, uh, no non consent. No kids, no animals. Uh, that's pretty easy to get along with, don't you think? So 12% said the adult co- uh, content policy. 3% said the logo. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 3% said the logo. The that logo was the changed. negative thing before this was that fucking okay. logo. All right. Uh, it is pretty bad. It's it's not great. It's not great. Uh, 3% said to blocking alt-right accounts. 1% said credit card fraud and ghost pledges. And that leaves us with 6% of the people that 91% of these people have known about Patreon for a long year time. So I placed that, that they might have been cognizant of Patreon in late 2015. 6% said the security breach of 2015. So what I want to know mm. from you two is... Do you think this would have just gone away? Absolutely. I didn't expect them to change it yeah. at all. I expect them. I expected no, I them to stick to their guns mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. and to ride yep. it out. I had no. And, and, and then and then I expected that everyone would see that their patrons adjusted, right. their tiers adjusted. Right. They made more money, and then they would have stayed very very quiet about it. <laughs> would not have said. <laughs> Oh, it turns out Patreon was right because I'm making a ton more money now. That never would have happened. Mm-hmm. Everyone just would have went back to, well, I guess we survived, but you know, I'll, I'm still mad about it. Yep. Which is what happened. The thing is, we just don't know. Which is what happened at the breach. Yeah. Frankly, everybody freaked out. People bailed all over Patreon because of the yeah. breach. Yeah. And then they all immediately came back. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and I and I'm with you. I think that would have happened now. I think that there that this move is a better move. The PR blunder is so bad, and I think yeah. that they're aware of it. And I think that they're now aware of a new problem. They went out to solve two problems, and now they have three. <laughs> right? <laughs> they had the anniversary <laughs> subscription problem. They had the ticket problem, and now they've got the deaggregation problem. Mm-hmm. So now they've got three issues. But but that's okay because in design thinking, we don't know there's a problem until we figure out there's a problem. Right. Right. Now they're like, oh, wow, a larger percentage of our user base than we realized is worried about aggregation. Maybe that's something that we have going for us that we never really thought about, because in our metric, when we look at it, maybe it's not as big as as you would think. So like we on the outside, we might think, well, clearly everyone is supporting 50 creators at a dollar. But internally, the numbers probably don't add up internally. They're probably like. I don't know, like 2% of our base does any kind of significant aggregation. Why does this matter? Yeah. They had no way to know that this was a big deal until after it went down. And then they went, whoa, right? right. That yes, they could have rooted out. I think that backing up on it is a good idea yeah. because it shows, I think it once again, and they've done this repeatedly, shows creators that at the very least Jack's primary concern and the mission statement of Patreon is to give creators a platform by which to accept money. Mm -hmm. They're once again proving like, look, we may be getting VC. We may be trying to grow as a company, but we're aware 
that you're a part of that. And he said in his statement, we shouldn't be making business decisions for you. And I don't think they meant to make a business decision for the creator, but that was the unintentional consequence of it. And by stepping back and saying, whoa, we accidentally made a business decision for you. Let's not do that. Right. I think, I think it shows uh, goodwill. I think it shows brevity. I think it shows uh, that they're humble about what they're doing. And I think that ultimately we're going to see in 2018, again, another huge growth in Patreon, just like we did in 2017, because more people are going to use it because of their North star Mm -hmm. metric, because of their FSC metric. And I think their next step, and I don't know anybody from Patreon. This is my guess. If it were my company, my next step would be discoverability Mm -hmm. that we just Mm -hmm. talked about. They've spent, they spent a year leveraging these FSC creators they spent a year doubling the number of patrons using Patreon. They doubled it, right? Yeah. So they've now built this huge platform, this huge community. Well, now you've got to work on tools for creators to go from a couple bucks a month to a financially stable creator or financially successful creator. Now we've got to give you guys this discoverability so that the little guys that are that were you know, uh, upset about this change can actually start to leverage some of their audience and, and build into this, but they don't owe you that Patreon does not owe you that they don't No, And it's up to you. And it's up to you as we go into 2018. If there's two takeaways from this, it's number one, do better on social media in a crisis. And number two, Start thinking about another leg underneath your chair or your table. Start thinking about what you're going to do to uh, bolster yourself if something goes upside down again in 2018. You should be thinking about what you're going to do when the next bump in the road hits, and it will well, hit next things. year. One, I think that both of your suggestions are are true of creators mm-hmm. and of Patreon. I think the other PR mm-hmm. debacle here was that I don't think five days is an unreasonable amount of time for Patreon to try and figure out what they're going to do. They're a big company. They've got a lot of people to talk to to decide whether they're going to go through with this or not. They probably spent months trying to figure out how to go through with it. Now they're going to have to spend some time figuring out how to undo it. And they did it in five days. I think that's pretty good. Yeah. But you you got to talk to us in the meantime, because if you don't, it's just going to get worse. Yeah. And if there's two takeaways, it's that we've been recording for two hours and there have been 38 <laughs> takeaways. It's true. And there will be more. Well, listen... It was fun doing the last ever surviving creativity (laughs) (laughs) because now that we've admonished our entire uh, listenership. Oh, it doesn't matter. Uh, While we were recording this, they revoked net neutrality. (laughs) Thank you for joining us in surviving creativity. Listen, we like to goof, but net neutrality is no laughing matter. There's still things that we can do. Head to battleforthenet.com and find out how you can get involved. I'm Corey Cassoni. On behalf of myself and my co-hosts, Brad Geiger and Scott Kurtz, thank you so much for joining us. Remember, if you like what you heard, head to patreon.com forward slash surviving creativity and consider becoming a patron. We'll see you next week on another episode of Surviving Creativity. <laughs>